0: All right, praise God. I'm sure it's some of his intention that I caught. I as I just caught, let's just take a break. <laughs> All right, we are still on making disciples, right? I think this should be part three making disciples. Have you been learning? Have you been learning? Yes, sir. Have you, yes, sir. Have you seen your mistake, right? Yes, sir. Have you seen
1: your corrections?
0: Yes, sir. Mm. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, making the disciples. Matthew 28, 20 to 20. It says, You know, it says, And Jesus said unto them, And spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth.'" so it's, going in therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And now, b- before, we, before we continue, you know, a vital question can be asked is, whether making disciples is for every believer, that should every believer make disciples? Yes. Some people think that it is, the, the, it is a work of some few people, the grown people the all the pastors of the church to 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 raise people no (laughs) no it is for everybody does that make sense it's god's mandate for everyone look at what it says in verse 19 it says go ye therefore teach all 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 means whole nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Mark 16, verse 15. Mark 16, verse 15, it says, and it said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall out devils, they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if you did get any deadly thing, you shall not hold them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Luke 24. Look Luke 24. Luke 24, verse 47. Luke 24, verse 47. He says, And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And that says, And ye are witnesses of these things. Look at him, John 20. John 20, verse 21. You should be there. Yes. Yes, sir. He says, Then said Jesus to them again, saying, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent him, even so send thou you. And, and he has said this, and a breathed on them, and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them, and whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. So these instructions that the Lord Jesus gave us is to go into the world and All nations, and all, uh, and it is not just given to just the apostles at that time. I've found, I've had believers say it was just only the twelve. Ha ha! That's so mischievous. It's not just the twelve. It is everybody. So, it is um. So as so it is like saying, I've seen in so disciples. So so it's like uh. It is for all, everyone. The instruction is given for everyone. And we say that in the book of Acts, they were taught, the apostles taught, they carried out the mission of Christ and all of those things. And we said in Acts 1 verse 1 to 3 that uh, what Jesus began to do, both to do and to teach. So Jesus' instruction is for us to make disciples. And that was what was written. Jesus did not do anything outside the world. That was what was written from Genesis to Malachi. It is God's mission for the world. So as we said, the goal of evangelism is what? discipleship. And those that are discipled ought to be doing the same things that was done to them. The same things that was done to you, you have to do it to other person. <laughs> Does that make sense? So let's look at the mission of Christ. Let's look at God's mission so that way you'll be able to see why you should preach. Does that make sense? Okay. Let's look at God's mission. If you look at from, from the mission, we're looking at the mission of Christ. But if you see from Genesis to the book of Genesis, we will see that God's plan, you will see what God's plan has been. I've showed you from Genesis 1 26 to 28, he wants to fill the earth, he wants to subdue, he wants to fill the earth. So we we'll see what God's plan has been. If you see the writings of the children of Israel, he brought them from the bondage of slavery in Egypt, and he led them into the promised land. That was God's plan of salvation. In Genesis 1, verse 26 to 28, you see a closer look of God's plan for the earth, God's intent for salvation. You see that his mission is to take this salvation to all of humanity. So, this implies that we can say that God's vision and God's mission for man is for all humanity. So God's vision, so and, and this is to be found in his deliverance, in his life, in his light and all of those things. And God's vision is for all men. All. Never you think it's just for a small people. Does that make sense? Never you think it's for a few people. Never you think it's for just a small set of people. God's mission is for all men. Other writers in the scriptures thought the same. They wrote from Moses, because most of the writers... Every writer is writing from another writer If what I'm preaching to you You cannot find it somewhere else If something is wrong with my doctrine Everybody is saying so If everybody is copying from another person <clears throat> Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Yes. That, is, that, is, that, is, that is discipleship too <laughs> Does that make sense? We are all saying the same thing for instance, in Isaiah, let's go see Isaiah, let's look at some text in the, in the Old Testament, or in the, in the Old Testament as they call it. Isaiah 2, verse 2, you should be there. Isaiah 2, verse 2. It says, are you there? It says that, uh, and it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the lost house shall be established yeah shall be established in the top of the mountains and they shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow in it in verse 4 he you now says and he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people and they shall beat their swords and the plowshare and, and their spear into the pruning hoops. Nations shall not lift up their sword against nation, Again, neither shall they learn war anymore. Look at him. And, 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 so, what Isaiah is teaching us here, Isaiah was teaching us the provision of salvation for the whole humanity, both Israel and non-Israel. That's what he's saying here. So, his major use of nation was referring to the ethan. The ethan is the non-Israelites. So you see ethan in the scriptures is referring to non-Israelites. That is the Gentiles and the other, all the other nations. Does that make sense? Or even sometimes he refers to idol worshippers. Now, even in Isaiah 5 verse 26, look at what it says again. In Isaiah 5 verse 26, it says that, And he will lift up and assign to the nations from far and we ease from them from the end of the earth and behold they shall come with speed swiftly so I want you to not think small does that make sense yes, Don't. are you getting what I'm saying yes, guys sir. you're not responding yes, sir. don't think small the nations must be your target look at Isaiah 11 verse 12 Isaiah 11 verse 12 you should be there he said that and they shall set up an assign for the nations. And they shall assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. So a critical part of, to note is that Isaiah spoke concerning the salvation of the Lord made available for all nations. So when Jesus was to repeat that thing in Matthew 28, that go into the world and make disciples of all nations, he's is Isaiah's prophecy. Are you seeing it now? Yes. So Jesus never said anything outside the scriptures. He didn't. Look at Isaiah 52 verse 10. Isaiah 52 verse 10. Isaiah 52 verse 10. Isaiah 52 verse 10. The Lord hath made day is only arm in the heights of all nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see what? Let's the salvation read. of our God. Just few people say "You shall see what? The, the salvation shall. of our God. That is God's plan. That's God's plan. Look at Isaiah 61, verse 11. Isaiah 61, verse 11. You should be here. Yes, sir. Isaiah 61, verse 11. Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. For as the end No, hold on. Not everybody is there. I'll wait. Isaiah 61, verse 11. One, two, ready, go. For as, as the earth bringeth bring forth our God, as the guardian cross said, the things that are to Lord. Lord. So, so the Lord, Lord, Lord will Lord cause righteousness. Lord. Is says he will cause righteousness. That is, men will receive the gospel in all nations. All nations. All nations means all. Hmm. How many countries are there in the world? One 19- 196. No, it's not one. It's, it's more than one, it's 210. It should be 201 or 202. Check. Does somebody check? How many nations are in the world? How many countries are there in the world? It's about 200 and something. 195. 195? Wow. No. That's my view. As at what data? What year was that? That's 2023 data? 195? Wow! Wow, that's good. So he wants the entire. Now this will be excluding the islands. I'm yeah, sure it's excluding the island nation. You Taiwan is not part of it. Island, uh-huh. There are some other countries that are not part of the nations they count. Yeah, because it's more than one ninety five. I know. A lot of other countries are not added to that list, so that shows it is more. And God wants the whole Yeah, about two thousand islands. Yeah, there were two thousand islands. One ninety-six countries. One ninety-five. One ninety-five plus some other countries that are not even included in the list. Yeah. They're they listed. So, God wants the entire head. Yeah look at Isaiah 66 verse 18 Isaiah 66 verse 18 It says for I know their works and their thoughts he now says and it shall come that I will gather all nations and all and tongues and what will happen nobody is reading and they shall come and see my glory verse 19 says I will set a sign among them and the, uh, he said, I'll send a sign among them, and I will send them those that escape, I'll send them those that escape of them to the nations, to tashish Paul, Lord, and drew the bowl of Tuba, Java, the isles of off that have not heard my fame, neither have seen my glory, and they shall declare my glory among the Gentiles. Verse 20, let's read it together and they shall bring all your brethren for an offering unto the lord out of all nations upon horses and in chariots and in leaders and upon wheels, and upon place to my holy mountain jerusalem saith the lord as the children of Israel bring up, offering, up an offering in an universal into the house of the lord that is what god wants so in isaiah writing isaiah was writing god's vision god's promise so that is why you see what Paul explained. Go to 1 Timothy 2 verse 3. You should be there. You should already be there. 1 Timothy 2 3. Who is not here? 1 Timothy 2 3. He says, Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. No, not everybody is there. Wait. One, two, ready, go. Verse four all
1: All
0: men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That is God's plan. That is God's plan. In 2 Peter 3:9, it says the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but the long suffering to us all is not willing that any should perish, but should come to repentance. God wants all men to come to repentance. Second Peter 3:9. So that is said, we must realize that the book of Isaiah, just like Moses and other writers of the Old Testament, was speaking about salvation, not in this meeting. In another meeting, I'm going to show you from the old testament this, this plan. He spoke about the report and the kingdoms of the gospel. Look at it in Isaiah 28, verse 9. Isaiah 28, verse 9. Are you there? Yes, sir. He says, Whom shall He says, Whom shall he teach knowledge? Whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the meat and drawn from the breast. In verse 19, look at what it says. It now says, From the time that goes forth, he shall take you, for money by money he shall pass over, by day and by night, he shall be a vexation only to understand the reports. In verse, in Isaiah 53, verse 1, look at what it says in Isaiah 53, verse 1. Is says, who have believed our reports? To whom? Is the hand of the Lord revealed? When it says report, report refers to good news. That's what it means. Refers, report refers to good news, good deeds in view. So it can be seen that the report of Isaiah was specific about the person that is the savior and the establishment of God's kingdom among men. You know, I taught you in glory, I said the gospel can be seen as kingdom. God's kingdom among men. So God wants to have this. So if you read down from Isaiah 51 down to verse 11, you will see that God wants to have his kingdom among men. So we can say God's vision, God's plan is salvation for all men. And God's mission is the establishment of his kingdom among men. And that is the reign of his kingdom on the earth of men. So you must always be thinking that this is God's plan. This is God's mission. This is God's kingdom for men. This is, you must always be thinking. It must always be in your mind. In Isaiah 52 verse 7, Isaiah 52 verse 7, Isaiah 52 verse 7, it says, how beautiful it says, "How beautiful!" Let's read it together Isaiah fifty-two, verse to Ready, go. How beautiful are the mountains and the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good things. of good, that publisheth salvation, that swareth to Zion, that That is it. So the prophet Isaiah was. Speaking prophetically about the messenger who will publish unto Zion by speaking the good tidings of the reign of God in their midst. So this is a foreground of the earthly ministry of Jesus, our redeemer. So if we take a closer look at the first, you will see that preaching the good idea would require that the redeemed believes, or the redeemed that is the believer's journey from one place to another. Enrolling the gospel, he says. He now uses the phrase "He that brings good tidings." In context, it means the one that is redeemable is now the one who has the responsibility to proclaim the message. That is a man who has now been saved is now the one who has the responsibility to take that same message which he has been saved to other people. That's the gospel. Are you seeing it now, guys? That's the gospel. That's the gospel. Look at it, verse 8 of that place. Look at the verse 8, Isaiah 52, verse 8. It says, thy watchman shall lift up thy voice, with the voice together shall they sing, and they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring them again to Zion. In verse 9, he now says, Break forth into joy, sing together, ye waste place, seats of Jerusalem. For the Lord has confronted these people, and he has redeemed Jerusalem. In verse 10, he now says, The Lord hath made bare his holy hand in the eyes of all the nations, and the hands of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Mm-hmm. That's God's plan. So you must not think small. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I was yes, saying? Yes, sir, sir. You must not, you must not th- think you can't do it. Stop assuming for people. This is God's plan. Stop thinking, how do I do, do it? Will they be able to do it? Will they be not be doing Are you not doing it? Do you have to it? Are you not praying? Are you not studying? Are you not listening to the word every day? Do you have to heads? Are you seeing it, guys? Yes, sir. That is God's plan. In Isaiah 52, in, in verse 11, we say, Depart ye, depart ye, go out from things. Touch not on clean things. Go into the midst of us. Be ye clean. Bear the vessels of the Lord. Bear the vessels of the Lord. That word, bear the vessels of the Lord, refers to the preachers of the good things. Good tidings, Bear it. Vision of the gospel, and it implies the art of preaching itself. In verse 12, it says, For ye shall not go out with haste, nor go by flight, for the Lord will go before you. Hallelujah. The and the God of Israel will be your rewarder. Amen. That is it. So this text is laying credence to the fact that the Messiah's involvement in the work of around the gospel of glad like this, we can see that the Savior himself is at work in us. The God is working with us to preach the gospel. A lot of you think with your intellect, how ah, is it possible? God is working with you. Say, God is working with me. God is working with me. So as I preach, God is working with you. As you are preaching, God is working with you. So stop thinking, Ah, if I tell them to pray now, nah, they will not be able to. If I bring them to prayer meeting, will they be able to do it? No, God is working with you because that is His plan. He wants the heads to do it. So, this lays a foundation for us that the, re- the redemption of the Messiah gives us the description of the responsibility of the believer, publishing the good tidings of the work of salvation. That is, the believer bears the responsibility. He advances the course of the, the, of the report. So your work is to bear the responsibility of the gospel and advance the course of the gospel. So from our study talks God's plan for, the, for all men is salvation, and it includes all nations, both the Jews and the non-Jews, in our today's world, the whites, the black, the hispanic, everybody, the blue, the orange, the yellow, everybody, God wants them saved. So, the message, the report, or the gospel of salvation has all men in view your friend, your siblings, everybody. It's not an afterthought, but it has been the very thought from the beginning. Romans one verse 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to those who believe, to the Jewess and to the Greek. So as I begin to close this session, I want you to understand that the gospel is your responsibility. Say, the gospel is my responsibility. The gospel gospel is my responsibility. responsibility. Say, the gospel is my responsibility. The The gospel is my responsibility. So it is clear that God himself is the Savior. The Messiah is the one whose kingdom was announced in the Old Testament writing. And it was now fulfilled in the four gospels. So God's mission is his reign. God wants to reign in every corner, every part of the earth. Your campus, your workplace, every space. It is God's plan that there's a church upstairs, there's a church downstairs. That's God's plan. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, it yeah. is God's plan. It's God's plan that there's a church beside us in that street. That's God's plan. It's, God, it's God's plan that there's churches all over these streets. It's God's plan. It is His reign. That is His reign. His kingdom is advancing. I would to God that in our campuses there are like 15, 50, up to 50 different teaching centers because you will have raised disciples that will be teaching, 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 you class, teaching. You enter one class, there's a teaching. You enter one class, there's a teaching. You enter one class, there's a teaching. That's God's plan. That means God is having his advancements across the earth. You enter this city, they are teaching, you enter this city, they are teaching, on radio stations, they are hearing the world. on this, they are hearing the word, ah, ah. you come, you turn left, they are hearing the world. in fact, you turn right, they are hearing the world, you turn left, you turn up, you turn down, that is God's plan and you must think with that plan, you must see it. So, God wants to have his reign in the establishment of his kingdom among men in the heart of men. And this is actively done through those who have received the kingdoms in their hearts. So we can say that God is bringing in more people into his kingdom as as he works with and through those who are already in the kingdom. God is bringing in more people into his kingdom as he walks with and through those who are already in this people. In Mark 16, verse 20, let's read it together. Let's go there. Mark 16, verse 20, we are reading it together. Let's, 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 let's read it. Mark 16, verse 20. Mark 16, verse 20. Are you there? Mark 16, verse 20, I'll wait for you. Mark 16, 20. Are you there now? Yes, sir. Alright, one, two, ready, go. Lift your where's your No, this was not matching. Mark 16, verse 20. Let's read it. One, two, ready, go. And the went to God and everywhere, the Lord can with them, the Lord working with them. So, can we say that in our 2023 world, that the Lord is working with us? Yes, sir. I'm not saying it literally. You, God is working with you. Are you hearing me, guys? Uh, yeah. God is working with you. Say, God is working with me. God I is working, working with, you. with me. You're not saying like you mean. God, God is, working is working with me. sounding like you mean. God is working with me. God is working with you. So as you lift your voice to preach, what is happening? God is working with me. Never be ignorant of these facts. Look at it. Mark 6, Matthew 28. Let's go there. Matthew 28. Let's read it together. Matthew 28. Matthew 28. Look at it. Verse 20. Matthew 28. Matthew 28. Let's read it together. Once you are Ready? Go. Teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever commanded you. What did he now say? I am with you always, even on to the end of the world. He says, I am with you always. I am with you always. So, God is with you. Say, God is with God me. God is with me. is doing the work with you. Look at Second Corinthians 5, verse 17 to 20. 2 Corinthians 5. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing our trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us what? The, the world of, of reconciliation. reconciliation. In verse 20, us. says, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled unto God. So this text is, means a man is saved and found in Christ. The man has received reconciliation and is offering men simultaneously what he has received. So the ministry is carried out via the message of the word of reconciliation. So that means, as you preach the gospel, start discipling men. What is the responsibility of that your disciple? to start doing the same thing are you seeing it guys yes, is god also going to work with him yes sir that is it so god is working with him god is working. so the ministry is carried out via the message of reconciliation this means having been reconciled with god such men now have been entrusted with some with the same message that saved them as you have been reconciled with god you have been entrusted with the same message that saved you. So, every believer is simultaneously a messenger of the ministry of reconciliation. Every believer is, a, is, 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 is simultaneously a, 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 a messenger of the ministry of reconciliation. He or she automatically is an ambassador for Christ. He or she is an ambassador for Christ and God besieces, holds other men to receive this reconciliation. So stop thinking. Stop thinking. Stop having those devilish thoughts. That hey, if I take them for outreach now, if they go and preach now, can they do it? Don't let's force them. Don't let's do this. Are you saying that that's the devil? Yes sir. Are you seeing it, guys? Yes sir. Don't let's force them. Let's take it easy. I'm not ready to do it now. That's the devil. Because that is actually God's plan for your life. That when you are saved, your responsibility is to go and save other people. So this is the chapter and the charge of the gospel. So therefore, no believer ought to be given an alternative outside God's vision and plan and mission. When When you counterfeit this, you start giving believers success motivation. You start giving believers how to pass their exam. You start giving believers, hey, what did not happen? You are counterfeiting the plan for salvation. That's what you are doing. You are counterfeiting the plan. You are counterfeiting the plan. So, the Great Commission is ultimately about Discipleship. That's what the Great Commission is all about. Discipleship. The Great Commission is about discipleship. That is, the end point of preaching the gospel to an unsaved man or those who are yet to believe the gospel is not only to see them become believers but to see them being taught being trained, being equipped to get others to believe the same. So that means your work is not yet done. Till your disciple is taught, till your disciple is equipped, till your disciple starts getting others to do the same, till your disciple carry your passion. So you see that it's a long work. Have you seen it, guys? Yes, that is. It so an evangelism which means reaching out that we call outreach to the unseen, must be seen as a tool of discipleship and must also end up in discipleship so that is it is an effective and essential way of training new believers So, when we go out for evangelism, it is a tool for our disciples because we want to get men saved. And after we get men saved, what we want to do? We want to teach them, train them, equip them to see that they are also doing the same thing. Does that make sense, guys? Yes, sir. Is it making sense? Yes, sir. So, it must end up to it. So, evangelism is a tool of discipleship. And it must end up in discipleship. That is, it is an essential and effective way of training new believers. Those who have received and committed, who have received salvation, and those who have received the message of reconciliation. And that should bet more believers. Listen, we must be you, from today. We must be increasing daily. There must be no reduction in our services. Does that make sense? If you are 2 this Sunday, you must be 4 next Sunday. If you are 4 next Sunday, you must be 8 the next one. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because you must be actively going to look for disciples. So when somebody asks you in this church in our mission, where's your disciple? It is not a wrong question. Are you seeing it? You have to be asked. So if you are not raising disciples, can we say you are really a disciple? Are you seeing it? Can we say you are a disciple? Yes, sir. No, you are not a disciple. You must have disciples because all of us must be doing the same thing. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. And I know you are fruitful. Yes, say I am fruitful. I I'm fruitful. am multiplying. I am multiplying. You are so, preaching the gospel is not for a selective class of people. I taught you that in Wild Harvest. It is not a selective class of people. It is not for a selective class of believers. The local church must be strong on preaching the gospel. The local church must be strong on it. We must be strong on preaching the gospel. We must be strong on preaching and discipleship in obedience to the Great Commission. So let me tell you the truth. I can tell you for a fact. Supernatural church is no wrong for what we are doing. We are fulfilling what God, Jesus did to his disciples, the apostles did, and we are doing the same today. Have you seen the church now? That is what the local church is about. So we must be deliberate about God's mission. We must be deliberate about God's plan. So every local church ought to be found deliberately training, deliberately equipping believers for the work of ministry. Which is simply that all believers must be discipled, must be trained to disciple other effectively. Every believer ought to be actively found making disciples. So, another question I will ask you, are you making disciples? Do you have disciples and are you making one? Do you have, are you making disciples? What is your plan? Are you found equipping men, training men, making them do the same? When you go on outreach, is it just because you want to preach? Oh, let me just read. Uh, See. Hmm. Reach. You know, that's what some of you do. Just so that. They will not say they did not go for our church that week. Let's quickly, let's quickly go. Let's quickly go. Let's go. Uh, this time, you Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And she just who uh, priest, huh? wireless. You go who uh, priest huh? two. No. So you see why we have ministry locations. Yes, sir. We are deliberate about that place. We want to make disciples there. We want to make students of the world, equip them, making sure that they grow. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Yes, sir. We want to make sure that men are growing, men are effective, men are equipped, men are being trained. So that shows you must be teaching. Not just say, let me hand it over to this person. This person will do. No, you must be teaching. Teaching is not you are just talking. You are just explaining. That is why you listen to the word every day. When do you think we do that in our church? To listen to So that you are accustomed to the word. So that when you want to explain it, even when you forget the scripture, you will remember one text that you heard. It will aid your explanations. Are you seeing it? Everything is for discipleship. So that as you are doing it, you, you are doing the same. Do your, your disciples do they listen to the word? Are you training them to listen to the word? Are you equipping them? How are you getting what I'm saying? Those of you now that have traveled down here for a meeting, what is your plan for tomorrow's service that you are not around for them? Are you just going to let them sit there at home? That's disciples. You are thinking. If I'm even traveling, I make sure that things are in place before I go. When you see me traveling like that, you just start seeing series. Series. We don't be meeting. How many of you have noticed? We don't be meeting. Just when a day is approaching, I'm about to miss one Sunday. And when I come back, series upon series, we start again to make recompense of that service I missed. You don't see me coming like water. You are teaching. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. We have a call for evangelism. You can teach it. And the teaching means You will take them on practical. You don't know, oh, do you understand how to do evangelism like that? Yes. Okay. So we'll see next Sunday. No. There must be an activity. So we have thought now, what do we do next? Remember, when we talk prayer, by we for example, we make sure everybody prayed. There must be an activity. You are teaching them the gifts of the spirit. There must be an activity. Are you seeing it? Yes. Sir. It requires a There must be assignment. They are submitting. It to this. They are doing this and that. And that. And that is what it entails. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Blessed. Yes, sir. Blessed. Yes, sir. Blessed. Yes, sir. You understand, sir.